0: Speak softly, love, and hold me warm Good evening, everyone. Here we are again. Godfather, Hollywood Godfather podcast. I love it. I love it. Pat is sitting with us, and our little associate, Megan, is here
1: looking <laughs> gorgeous as ever. Oh, thank you she and, actually runs this whole operation
2: oh. <laughs> <laughs> the mastermind behind it yeah all. without
1: her we'd be in well trouble. technically we're almost right in saying that <laughs> yeah we are i didn't make that up
0: no so we uh we left off last week um with me shampooing uh marilyn monroe's hair which totally drove me crazy oh for gosh. so many reasons
1: well you didn't know it was her uh right when you started, right, or did you? No,
0: I mean, she. Well, you know, in the configuration of the shampoo b- basin, she's facing straight up. I'm looking at her chin and this, oh, yeah. this voluptuous body, not realizing it's the lady I just saw in the balcony of the Paramount for the I, last I, I bet you didn't months. realize that,
1: that Marilyn Monroe even had a chin,
0: right? <laughs> No, that's right, it didn't. I, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't get past her shoulders for a yeah, long time. Yeah, right. <laughs> No, but she did a great face you know it's I I'm as so many times have I spoken about Marilyn in today's world she would be a very voluptuous woman probably considered she, over, overweight she would be too voluptuous yeah. well you know now I have to maybe take that back because everyone's trying to look like the Kardashians today so they're they're building body parts that we never look at to begin with <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> that is pretty true
0: so um it, it was funny because you know soon after that as my daily routine I would go to the Waldorf every morning to meet Mr. Costello and get my orders and this happened to be soon after I washed her hair he said what are you doing this weekend I said I'm doing whatever you want me to do He's well um, a friend of ours is staying up in the hotel here and I'd like you to keep an eye on her and be around her if she needs anything I said no problem I said can I ask who it is he said oh you're going to know who she is She's Jamal Monroe. I thought he was joking. <laughs> he was, you know, Hear this wild thing gone on in my mind for the past few days of not forgetting washing her hair for, for obvious reasons. And now Did you right. tell
1: him that you had washed her hair? Oh no,
0: no, no, no. Okay, no. yeah. No, th- those are the things. The small talk with this guy on my, my life was none. Limited, none, okay. I'd give him no, you know, because I, I, I didn't know what to say would be right or wrong. So thank God I didn't say that, because then he'd be saying, wait a minute. <laughs> so like a fool, he told me to be there by five o'clock and see if she needed anything or whatever. I went and got my shampoo uh, kit from Wilford. I thought I was gonna shampoo her or something. I, told <laughs> I, remember I was gonna see where she was going. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was so confused, happily confused, okay. as, as any 16-year-old kid. And so I went up to the suite, and uh, she answered the door. Not no maid, nobody, and she was in a terry cloth robe, which was one of I didn't realize it was one of her favorite attires of the day, or the year. Because every time I saw her after that, other than if we were out on the street, she always had a big fluffy terry cloth robe on. And so we, I came in like any you know. Schoolboy and didn't know what to do, and what she wanted or wanted me to do, and um, she, you know, said, "Sit down, relax, this and that." And I said, uh, "Is there anything you want me to do?" She said, oh, "No, no, no, just you know, keep me company. I'm going to be here." And uh, as time went on, like you know, fifteen, twenty minutes, she said, "I'm going to order some room service. Would you like some?" And I'm a kid from Mulberry State. I didn't know what room service was. <laughs> I was saying, would I like what? Somebody sweep my apartment room service. So <laughs> I'm going to order food and and, and uh, champagne. You like champagne, don't you? I said, I never had champagne. He said, oh, this is going to be a great experience. Because, you know, I didn't have champagne at 16 years of age. And they definitely weren't sh- serving champagne at Bellevue Hospital. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's
0: for sure. So, you know, next thing I know, I'm having a... A, a flute of champagne, oh, didn't. I didn't even know that was, a, you know, I drank out of jelly jars most of my life, <laughs> up until that time, and I had a flute of champagne which went right to my brain, I didn't know if it was the nerves or the champagne, and the next thing she does is, you know, walk, she, I'm gonna take a bath, and she walks towards this bathroom and um, she said, would you like to come in? And I said, well, no, no, you know, know. She said, well, come on, keep me company. And I'm saying to myself, Am I hearing this? Or is this an illusion? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'm being re- very reluctant to follow her. And she's motioned me, come on. So I walked into like the bathroom and as soon as she got to the bathroom in the tub, she dropped this robe. And believe it or not, all she had on was her birthday suit. Fort this she- sounds
1: like a letter in the Hustler Magazine.
0: I know, it was like crazy. You're right. And she got into this tub and she said, why don't you come in the tub? And I'm saying to myself, is, she, is she crazy? And uh, I said, okay, I mean, you know. So I started getting undressed. And again, unfortunately, unfortunately, as a 16-year-old, I got this erection. And I, I was I had trouble getting my pants down. Not down trying to impress anybody that I'm mm-hmm. bu- built, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but it was like, of a, course a, not. like a huge dog hook. Oh, God. Uh, but anyway. So I got in the other side of the tub. I was gonna go, you know. The opposite side. The the opposite side, I didn't know where to go. (laughs) And fortunately it was a a, a nice big old sized tub, legs on it, one of those big tubs. And um, we're sitting there talking and this and the other, and uh, more champagne, she had the bottle right there on the the ledge of of the tub. And then we started talking and got to know more about each other because, you know, only, for her to tell me at that particular time, because we were just killing time. I realized that then, I thought she was getting ready to go out, and that's when I found out about her, spending her formative years as a, young, as a young child, that she was in an orphanage in the valley of California. And she was looking at, you know, out the window at the water tower of the Warner Brothers studio, and she always said, someday I'm gonna be on that lot. And it was very familiar to me, after finally me getting the corner bed in my suite, I was looking uptown or across town from 30th to where the Empire State Building was. And at that time, that was probably the largest building, not like the skyline is now. And I never knew, I knew of that, of that you know through pictures, but I never saw it physically as a building. And I always said to myself, someday I'm gonna go uptown. So we had this similarity about the same age, you know, 12 or 13 years of age.
1: Uh, how, how old was she at this time when you're in that bed?
0: You're a, 16, was she? I would have to say she's about late 20s, early 30s. Well, what when when she did uh, Some Like It Hot, I don't even remember. Cause that was, that was she died, I think, in her th- early 30s, so. I 32
1: I believe she
0: was or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Right? I that had to be then 29 30 she was.
1: Yeah.
0: And um and we started talking drinking more champagne and then she's playing with me with her foot under the water and I'm saying to myself this is not true this cannot be <laughs> happening. <laughs> this cannot be true. <laughs> this cannot be true. And the next thing you know you know it was Monday morning and I left. I had a lot of champagne and I, a lot of room service and a lot of her service was amazing.
1: Sixteen years
0: old. Sixteen years old, and now, I couldn't. Who did you tell that to? I couldn't tell anybody. Of course not. Nobody would believe me. <laughs> Nobody believe. So me. Monday morning, all I did was run up to my apartment that you know was given to me by uh, Mr. Costello, and change my clothes and everything else, and got down there for eleven o'clock. And uh, he said, "How did your weekend go?" I said, "It was great, man. Very entertaining lady." lady and he looked at me like over his glasses Mm -hmm. to to see what my reaction was and that we left it at that i mean i wasn't going anywhere and you know it was so funny because it wasn't until years later that i'm with marlon brando who was one of one of our early lovers and uh we started talking we were in the monkey bars two or three o'clock in the morning they let him stay there all night they put a whatever he was drinking on the table, did lock up because he we was staying right upstairs. Mm. And um, we started talking, and uh, when he mentioned Marilyn Monroe and making love to her, I must have put a smirk on my face or something. He says, what was that look about? I said, what do you mean? He says, what was that look about? I said, what are you talking about? And he said, uh, don't tell me you were Marilyn Monroe. I said, I have never told anybody that. He says, well, that's not the answer. I said, yeah, I was with her, and he, he was skeptical. He said, okay, there's, there's only one clue that anybody that was ever with Marilyn Monroe would know. He said, what's, what's so different about Marilyn Monroe if you saw her in the nude than a lot of other women? I said, she had a scar right where her thigh met her waist and some kind of elongated scar, like three or four inches. And he smacked me, and he said, "I can't believe it, my man!" Oh
2: my gosh! <laughs> it was like,
0: a, 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 like well, he asked
1: you how old you were when this happened.
0: We never got to that, but I told him I was very young, and uh, I was, you know, I told him then the whole story, and that you know, for the that last four years of her life, I spent a lot of time with her, a lot of time for me. I mean, I can't say I was with her every day, but she was in New York for that whole year that I met her. That year. For some reason, she was having a lot of problems with Daryl Zanuck. She wanted out of a contract. She was doing parts that she didn't wanna do, and she came to New York. She used it as as she was gonna come to study, and she did. I mean, she went to, I mean, oh, what the hell's his name, and his daughter and the whole family took her under their wing, and- Strasbourg, Yeah, Strasbourg, And, uh, you know, she was going out up to their house on the weekends and all of that. But any time she was here, you know, she'd call me. She know how to get in touch with me. Just leave a message at, at the COPA. And um, that's how I would meet with her. And then I used to meet her at the subway. I never forgot this. And they just tore it down. It was like tearing down a monument to me. Mm-hmm. They just tore it down. It was the subway bar, a dime bar, right at the subway entrance on 60th Street next to Bloomingdale's.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: And it was there that forever. And she'd meet me there, with a trench coat on, a disguise. Oh my god! And she, you know, she we'd be drinking. I was a young kid, and you know, they weren't serving me, but she'd slide a drink over to me. Mm-hmm. And her favorite pastime was either us going to the Brooklyn Bridge, and walking over it, and looking at the city coming this way, or walking at Central Park at night. And it's so crazy that you know, I, I, every time I'm in Central Park, all these memories come to me. And as I said, you know, she was here for that year, that first year, that, that, that when I was going through, you know, my sixteen, seventeen years of puberty and Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> but uh, it's an how could it, it's an unforgettable year. Do you do you view her as a
1: tragic figure?
0: Oh my God, yeah, oh yeah. No, I mean she had a whole situation with her father and how how he disrespected her. Not he didn't take advantage. Of I didn't go there, but through the stories I realized he didn't but he was abusive and um, I don't know how she wound up in the orphanage because I, I didn't get into detail and nor did I ever want to to find out if her parents you know or mother was an alcoholic or whatever but um, all she did was get
1: read old movie magazines and all that that's all she ever wanted to be and, and she realized the, what, what kind of a powerhouse she was in Hollywood she did later on, and everybody told her that she was. Did she believe it? Well, she did She
0: did believe it, and that's why she wanted to become known as a more serious actress. And the box office numbers were only because of her sexuality, right. and they kept capitalizing on it. And that's when she realized that nobody's going to take her serious. And that's why she came here to study with Strasbourg. She actually stayed one year, and then she and they renegoti- renegotiated her contract, and... She started making other movies, but I, again, I, I never followed her for her career. And then I was into, involved with a whole different situation with her towards the end where Bobby Kennedy, you know, uh, made his brother and father forfeit on a, a deal with the mob as far as uh, invading Cuba. And once, once John made him the attorney general, he convinced his brother John that there were no missiles on Cuba and there was no crises, so there shouldn't be an invasion. Well, he didn't realize the invasion could have been fabricated just for us, meaning the mob, to get the property back, because that's how your brother became president and that was the promise. You I get-
1: did. Uh, th- there was a real, you know, you hadn't seen her for a while and you uh, you wound up running into her at uh, at uh, Calneva. Yeah. And she was in bad shape. Oh, my God. Well, they told me. Well, well I, th- I think you should explain to people what Neva is. Well, Neva is a resort that most people took
0: advantage. It was on the borderline of California and Nevada. So on the Nevada side, they had a casino. And for the people who didn't want to have people think they were going to a casino, they were going to Calneva Resort and Club. And it was very exclusive. Bungalows, was a nice piece of land. And... Uh, that's where where Sam Giancana, Joe Kennedy, Frank Sinatra, a lot of people had pieces of it. Who owned it? Well, they did. I mean, uh, Sam Giancana, Sinatra owned a big piece. I think Dean Martin even had a piece of it. But basically it was, you know, Costello and Kennedy. And that's why they picked that. Because the Kennedys always went there. It was a playground for them through the years, even when the boys were growing up. So when they commissioned the, to meet there they thought it would be you know comfortable and John and John, yeah. and John and yeah and John and there was no no press you know not like you know you're walking through a lobby of a hotel and everybody knows the president's there
1: Well, t- tell everybody the uh, the the circumstances where she had a she had a breakdown basically Well what the, they you know the, she would do anything Sinatra
0: and the the boys wanted. she always called them the boys, and she loved their attention and all all the benefits from it at the time. And uh, their idea was to get her up there and entice Bobby and John to be with her one more time. They had her bungalow rigged with every kind of sophistication of cameras at that time, and that would still be antiquated in today's world. That, you're talking
1: about the mob wanting to catch them in a compromising position
0: with yeah well the mob the whole the whole syndicate did because they never got they made John F Kennedy president and they never got their reward to invade Cuba and that's what they wanted it was a win-win for everybody they'd give the island to these guys they're out of their hair and they have their casino businesses back because you know after Batista got thrown out they got thrown out and they had millions invested in that, especially uh, Maya, Maya Lansky, I mean, he, he really was the brainchild of that. And uh, with that said, they felt, they did the same thing to J. Edgar Hoover, and that's why J. Edgar Hoover, who was the head of the FBI, always denounced that there was no such thing as the mob. He found no proof of it, because they knew he was a cross-dresser, and they set him up in a hotel in Chicago and you know, he was they, they have pictures of him dressed as a woman and acting like a woman with a lot of other people. Wow. And they used it against him for years. And I never saw the photographs. The photographs actually were given to a guy I met years ago, and I'm, in fact I'm in his book, is Sidney Korshak, and the book's called Supermob. And they kept Hoover under lock and key with that until Bobby became Attorney General. And then all of these meetings, and then you know, uh, I think it was Valachi or, or one of those guys was the first to flip. Valachi, sixty-four. Yeah, well, I knew it was Valachi. I, I knew Vincent Therese was right after that, or something. But Valachi, he laid it all out that there was a mafia, and Bobby forced basically his boss, J. Edgar Hoover, now to commit that there was.
1: But okay, the- but I, but in, in this this particular incident. When they wanted uh, to catch the Kennedys in bed with her and video it, Marilyn had no idea it was her, that room was rigged with cameras. No. She fu- she finds out. No, what happened was she had a conversation
0: with Bobby because Bobby obviously wanted to, well, you know, get laid that night, yeah. and they were drinking and that, and then she she made up her mind, which nobody knew. We all found I found out through what was going on. Just by being ears of the wall I'm over there. That's all I ever was, were just ears. And uh, she went ballistic, saying. She found out. Well, not, no, what it was, what, it wasn't about the cameras. It, it was, was the it. fact that John said once he became president, he was going to leave Jackie and Maria. She believed that. And she believed it, even though she pleased his brother, Bobby and was with Bobby also, that, I mean, th- this girl would do anything. And she loved John Kennedy. And then she said, I'm going to the press. That's what blew it up. And when she said that, that's when Sam Giancana, Sinatra, and, and Sam wanted to kill Sinatra. Sinatra, who saved Sinatra's life. Nobody could believe this. Because Sam, that was his duty. He, that's why he was delaying all through that whole, when John Kennedy was senator, Sonato was the man, and his idiot brother-in-law Peter Lawford, that guy was a jerk, but he trusted him, and and the and the you know being a sister-in-law to, and, and the brother-in-law to the president, that made John more flexible to go where he had to go and wanted to do, because he
1: was always a womanizer, John. But with that, so that, Ken, so Kennedy goes back on his words. Gianna Giancana takes the heat for this. Well, not only that, they were putting the heat on Sinatra. he set it up? He set it all up. That's what
0: he, I mean, the biggest blow to Sinatra, and I remember that when he reconstructed his whole house in Palm Beach to service the new president and Secret Service guys, he spent a lot of money. And then Bobby influenced his brother. You can't be around this guy anymore, especially, you know, where they're going because he already raided uh, Marsalis' house, Bobby did, Yeah. on a Sunday afternoon. Like most Italians, he'd have the whole family over the grandchildren. They raided him on a Sunday afternoon.
1: This is Carlos Marcello you're
0: talking about. Marcello, yeah. And what happened was he got right into Bobby's face and he said, "You're dead after doing this to me in front of my family and grandchildren." So Bobby, brazen as he was, got right in his face. He said, "Now you're threatening an attorney general." He said, "I ain't threatening you. I'm telling you, you're dead." And that's what I
1: mean. I'm, I'm saying, like, so, well, that so message was loud and clear. It didn't, didn't, didn't. Uh, Marilyn, while she was up at the uh, Calneva called Joe DiMaggio to come and pick her up. Yeah, that was that night. She she called Joe. Was her ex-husband? Her ex-husband living in San
0: Francisco. Yeah. And the thing was, unbeknownst to everybody, if Joe came for her, they, this they, they'd walk her out. Yeah. He made the mistake. He said, Who's up there with you? Said, well, if your friend Frank is here. So he called Sinatra, and Sinatra knew his his number was up too if this didn't happen. So Sinatra told him, Mind your business and stated, do not come here and Joe didn't come, and the next thing you know, she's in the bungalow with them, and she left. And then Bobby leaves the next morning, and there's all kinds of reports about this, but nobody could prove that Bobby went to Los Angeles. The only person that proved it, and they seized his records, was Sheriff Block, The police department knew, secret service people knew, but they didn't go to that little portion of it because they had to know where he was all all the time. They had to put in reports. Guy's attorney general of the world, you know? And I mean, of the United States. But they had him in LA. And then- And Marilyn was there. Yeah, because Marilyn was there and um, that was it. How long after Kalniva did she die? I think she died that, I, I saw her last on Saturday night. I think she died on a Tuesday or Wednesday.
1: How long after Cal Neva was that? That
0: was three, four days after.
1: Oh, okay, so it, it's the implication is uh, the Kennedys were afraid she was going to the press, not the mob. Not the mob. Mobs mob didn't care to go to the press. What are you going to say about us? Yeah, it hasn't already been said. They didn't care yeah. about that,
0: and they knew she wouldn't. Yeah. She w- was pl- done playing this game with them. And she wasn't going to be used by them anymore as a sex toy for the two brothers. She actually believed, which I find I can't believe she's that naive, but well, you knowing said she her. Was an person. I know, but I was, I'm correcting myself. Yeah. She was so in love with love, and so in love with whoever she was, you're the only man in the whole world. That's all she would make you feel way. Even me as a kid. I mean, imagine walking hand in hand with Marilyn Monroe and Central Park. I could tore up trees out of the roots. I mean, this guy, you know, it's crazy. But she had that power and and, and she had a sexuality, an innocent sexuality, you know, not, not like a, a hooker or somebody coming on to you. You, you, I mean, you, you. you would believe that she was totally into you
1: 100% and made you feel that way. I mean, she was an amazing lover. So the Kennedys were telling me and which is one of the one of the theories out there, had her killed. They really had I, I totally believe it.
0: Yeah, so do I. I mean, I totally. believe When you think about it, who else? Who else needed her killed? Because if she went to if she went public, two major careers go down. First of yeah. all, a Catholic seated president would never get re-election. Yeah. And an attorney general. Yeah. I mean, this would destroy them. And there was another rumor that I overheard, which gave it tremendous credibility, after the Madison Square Garden stunt at his birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. President, that one. And Marilyn did that.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Jackie O called her father-in-law and said, this is it, because unbeknownst to me, I found out later on after all of them were dead, that she didn't want to be with Jack anymore. Once he became president, she found out about all this stuff and everything came out. She felt like a hypocrite. The old man paid her to stay. You can't do this. We're in a world situation here, and he's going to be the greatest president of the world, and you're going to be the greatest first lady. And, you know, to her, that was a lot. And, And with that, I didn't know maybe, you know, Jackie. Had Joe got it killed, I don't know how well. But you know, it was definitely the Kennedys. My bet would be Bobby. Bobby was a treacherous guy. He hated his father, he hated his older brother. This came out later. He he was mama's little boy, and his mother was abused. And his father, I don't know if I ever said this to you even, Pat, his father, when these boys were 16, he'd bring a hooker, an actress, somebody, at 16, they had to become men what? in their mother's house.
1: I had heard that. What? Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, Joe was a tough guy, really a tough guy. And so when you weigh it out, was it Joe Kennedy or Bobby Kennedy mm. or Jackie Kennedy? Oh, geez. It was done. Or,
1: or they, they passed it off as a suicide or an accidental oh, accident. Oh, no, they did that. They tried to. I'm saying, but who really did it? Yeah. Oh no no. How
2: was it reported
0: that she died? Accidental overdose, or suicide? Or suicide. Oh. But the thing is this, I mean, anybody had an autopsy with the amount of drugs she took normally Nobody
2: would be would overdosed. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So I mean that they knew that was going to work, but the injections in the groin area, in a pubic hair area, it was all oxygen. That's why when they say they're gonna exhume her body again now and run, because there's so many d- doubts about it. They're
1: talking about an air bubble. They're talking about veins.
0: an air bubble. Right. What are you talking about? And we all have a phallopian organ. And this doctor has done a lot of work for a lot of years. He was an anesthesiologist. And they the called The one who a- is suspected of giving her the hot shot. Yeah. And he's done a lot of hot shots for a lot of people. Yeah. He was a, And he wasn't with the mob. He was for hire. People knew how to get in touch with him. And he was an MD, regular doctor. Yeah, he was a, a,
1: an anesthesiologist. Um, so, so when he put people to sleep, they never woke up. Yeah. <laughs> but he knew how to do an epidural. <laughs> uh, apparently. <yeah. laughs> of course, we can't mention any names. No, 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 no. no.
0: And I, I, I could now, but I would never. But he has passed on since then. Mm. But, uh, you know, it's... Uh, in, in our book, which we did touch on today, a lot of this is said, but not to the extent of what we are revealing now, because you know, there's only so many things you can do or say, and uh, without civil lawsuits and all that. But we, you've done a wonderful job, Pat, in protecting me and you, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and Saint Martin's Hold on, press. hold on. The FBI is knocking on my door. Did yeah. you send them here? <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, but, all right. Well, yeah, they have, have to wait. Well, yeah, they
1: said
0: to, to wait outside Okay, good. Very nice of them. Well, you're Italian, so you know what the FBI stands for: forever bothering Italians.
1: Italians.
2: <laughs> 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 I've never heard that. That's yeah. clever.
0: See now, I know you're living in the cave. <laughs> Megan I've never, never heard, it. heard that saying. I love I've it.
2: never heard
0: it. So, how about you? You you're the voice, Probably. and and.
2: Of this generation.
0: Of this generation, and I'm I'm sure there's people listening to the show that have a few questions.
2: Mm-hmm, absolutely. I guess what I'm most curious about is, of course, Marilyn Monroe in a lot of her roles was portrayed a certain way, and obviously you did say she had quite an innocent sexuality about her, but I was wondering if, if she was anything like the characters that, that she played on screen, or if she, you know...
0: I think was she was different? all of those characters, because... She was a method actor. She loved to drink. So, right. I mean, you see all her characters, that's who she was. Hmm. I mean- Did you see I, the
1: Misfits? Me? Anybody. No. Johnny? No, no. That was her greatest role. That was really? a strictly dramatic role.
2: Oh, so she, she did was, do dramatic stuff.
1: Uh, she, oh, yeah, she, she. She's a, a she very wanted, good actress. Okay. She wanted, that's what she wanted to do.
0: And there's that was her last movie? Her contract with the Xanax at, at Fox, they were just selling the sexuality. Mm-hmm. and that's what she was mad about.
2: Right. Because so. the only film of hers I think I have seen is Some Like It Hot. Well,
0: well I, I, I only time. saw that because I used to get out of the cold. If I mean, I I, saw, I met uh, Sophia Loren because of A Boy and a Dolphin, and it etched in my mind. That's and a great movie. A big movie, but not why I'm bringing it up. Once you get that kind of an image of a woman,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I only saw her as a sex symbol. And years later I'm I'm on the lamb in Rome and my friends owned like the best the best restaurant in Rome called Passettos, right outside of the Piazza di Spagna. And every night I had a table there. Mm-hmm. And I had boxes of lira. That's when six hundred lira were to one dollar. So I mean yeah. I'd go spend ridiculous amount of money every right. night. And I was always enamored with these celebrities. So I'd have horror and Carlo Ponti, Terrence Hill. I mean I had major st- wow. people with me all the time. And every time I looked at her, the only thing I could ever see is her Started. coming out of the white out of the water with a white man's dress shirt on, with nothing else on but a knife, because she was a diver. And I mean, it's that, that kind that kind of an image. Now that's a star. Oh, and she could act too, I understand. Oh yeah, she could. I mean it's so funny. Even to this day, the last time I was at the Polo lounge She came walking in with her two grown sons, they're gorgeous boys. And she came right over to me, and we we have a lot of things in common. Because I was with her, which most people don't know. We actually had the last dinner together when she turned herself in. And she did time for tax evasion, covering it for her husband. She went to jail. Really?
2: When was that? I this? didn't know that.
0: Oh yeah! Ah, you didn't know that Pat? I did. That's something I don't know. Wow. Well, yeah. What kind of time did she do? Well, she, only, she was supposed to do two years. She did three months. The, yeah. the community rebelled, and they oh, got yeah, her that's out. the alarm, man. Yeah, but she did three months. Wow. And that's after. After that, I said, you know, you're really a stand-up woman. <laughs> I, I always I said it to a guy, and I never said it to a woman in my life. <laughs> went to prison for her husband. Yep. Yeah.
1: Wow. And, and he let her do that.
0: Well, there was a lot of reasons why. I mean, uh, it was a lot deeper than that. She wasn't gonna open a can of worms, he'd go to jail forever then. It's like everybody else, you know, they get you, they got Capone on tax evasion.
2: Yeah, After get him on something.
0: After everything else fails, they they wanna get you in, and then, you. you know, and that's it. But, I mean, it's that kind of, and to get back to Marilyn, that's the only image most of men saw. Right. So if they went to see the, what was the name of the picture you just told The
1: Misfits. The Misfits. Clark Gable. Oh, 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 what's yeah, what, what's no. it in, Who else was I remember. Clark oh. Gable. That was his last picture. Oh, really? Yeah, he what? died. He got a heart attack. Uh, I, I, I think he had a heart attack the day uh, it wrapped. Oh, wow. I say. Probably
0: having Marilyn in his trailer. Exactly. Killing.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Going over lines, believe it yeah. or not. Wow.
1: Well, <laughs> doing lines. Yeah. Well. I don't know. Mm. No, they weren't doing lines yet, though. They were still popping. Oh, yeah? Mm. I don't think Coke was that fashionable yet. It was. it was, it's been around since the late 50s, but nobody paid attention to it. Well, uh, uh, Kennedy, 1959. Oh, yeah, well. He was doing his thing with, with Blow,
0: right? Well, they, well, he was on Percodan, so much Percodan, that then they introduced him to this, and he liked this a lot better. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't? But I'm saying to myself, you know, because I, I, obviously I saw that I don't they said some people say weighed 20 pounds weighed 30 pounds that steel brace he wore just to stand up straight he wore that every day
2: mm. really
0: yeah that's yeah I mean he had such bad back pain that's what all of this was supposedly
1: for oh but, yeah, he was a patient of Dr. Feelgood too right in Vegas yeah yeah oh yeah hello yeah No, that was perfect that, that, that doctor was the
0: best in the world I used to go get one shot a week List all week. It was like supposed to be a B twelve shot. I never questioned. Yeah, right. It. I never questioned <laughs> it. I don't know what it was, but I tell you, I liked it. <laughs> but you know, it's craziness. Crazy. So, Are any just, other questions? I from?
2: do actually have another question. Please. Would you say that you and Marilyn ever dated?
0: No. No. We were good friends, and when she had some time and needed company, mm-hmm. no, I wouldn't say it was a romantic date. Okay. I think it was more of a Two, two people that needed a hug. Oh,
2: that's, 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 that's a sweet, sweet, sweet way of putting it. It is, right? yeah. No, that's yeah.
0: really what it was. Oh, well, that's For nice. me, especially. Right. Because, you know, I had nobody around me. Mm-hmm. After I lost Dolores Barone, I was just committed. Thank God I cleared my head. Because mm-hmm. I, I actually was enamored of becoming uh, an assassin. Because I could, uh, my, my first kill was so easy, it meant nothing to me. Mm. So I, I just thought this is a great way and thank God that Costello took me under his wing because right. I probably would have
1: gotten the electric chair oh
2: gosh because I was so well, keep, angry I was keep so in mind, angry keep
1: in, Gianni keeping in mind you didn't tell the audience about that oh that's right well you have to read the book Not long. <laughs> yes, there you go there you go any gaps yeah, yeah. you
2: want filled read the book yeah
0: read the book and that's in the first two chapters so you don't have to read far yeah yeah no, but I mean that was in self defense though but the thing is after even doing that even the thing in my club Uh I had never had a remorse to me that you know Mm, and that's all I'm going to talk about but I I mean I I thought really what is left of me I might as well do this and I I was good at it I was traveling all over the world as the kid Mm -hmm. who's going to find the kid and they said it years later you know that we never knew who the kid was. I talk to people that I meet now, and there's a, a guy that I can't mention, I just was with him in, in Chicago, came to see me. He's, he's the boss of Cleveland. He's. I can't believe you were the kid.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> did, did you tell him you still are the kid?
0: Right, uh, the, uh, the old kid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the 76-year-old old <laughs> kid.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm totally young at all. I'm, I'm an infant, man.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so do you still think of Marilyn? I,
0: I think of, of a death. I think of Marilyn an awful lot, and, and it's so strange. What I'm about to tell you, I mean, um, Pat, you don't know her yet. Megan knows her. Maggie, mm-hmm. the girl I'm with now for ten years, has so many characteristics of Marilyn Monroe. It's scary, because Marilyn, you know, it's so forgetful. She, I mean, she, you know, <laughs> Maggie comes to me you know, with a cup of tea. I never drink tea in my life. I said, what's this? said, <laughs> tea. I said, when did you ever make tea for me? <laughs> Oh, I thought i did.
2: She's <laughs> such a sweetheart. We love Marilyn. But, but
0: you know her, what I'm yeah, saying. So, course. I mean, you, you, can you elaborate on it? That's who she is.
2: Yeah, I, I completely agree.
0: And then give her a couple of drinks, forget about oh it.
2: Oh, my gosh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Back to the party. Then, then there the, you the, go. Then the party has <laughs> <is> started. <laughs> <laughs> and that's who Marilyn was. Marilyn always seemed like she's trying to escape something. And, you know, she just wanted to be in that make believe world of ours. Mm-hmm. And she created it so many times. For me, she did anyway. I mean, I, again, I'm not going to sit here and say I was with Marilyn a hundred times, right. But I will say ninety-nine.
2: <laughs> enough, enough to be able to. Four years,
0: her. You know, I mean, but the, while she was here, an awful lot. Then when she come in, you know, she did what she did and say goodbye to people she did. But then she would give me the call and I'd come over. Oh. And well, with me, mm-hmm. she and another place she loved over here. Was a um, what the hell? They just tore that down. Had zebra stripe wallpaper on the walls and a Geno's hmm. on Lexington Avenue. A dive. Sinatra took me there. Sinatra used to go there for pastas and all that before Patsy's and all that was coming. We we're going back a very early time. Mm-hmm. And um, we used to go there, and she'd have disguises on. Wow. I mean, she'd wear wigs and trench coats, and I used to, she was so crazy, I loved her.
2: Did she no ever, ever Was she ever here in this apartment?
0: No, oh, no, man. no, I would never do that. No. Okay, I wasn't No. Sure. That's, that would have
1: been
0: no cool. One, <laughs> no, no one ever recognized her? No, when she was out in disguise, no. You would yeah. never even think, well, you know what it was? It was long straggly wigs with sunglasses on. She looked like a bag lady.
2: So she would be completely
0: yeah. unrecognizable. Yeah, totally. I mean, we'd we'd walk into the lobby. I'd walk into the elevator or walk her up to the
1: elevator or walk her into her room, but they didn't know who it was. Wow. They didn't know. And yeah, when we were doing this book, you, you you had told me this is something that stuck with me, that she reminded you of a little girl in so many ways. And, and still does, I, I mean, exactly. I mean, that, that's the innocence of her.
0: I mean, is that this,
1: naive or is there another
0: reason for your You know, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know, I mean, I don't know about her education, I know nothing about her. Because, you know, I was in a similar state. I never went to school. I didn't want anybody to ask me, you know. I went to first, second grade, and then did what I wanted to do. But um, I don't know. It's, it's and it's nice not to know. Because yeah, I, true. I felt the way, you know, she cared for me, that she really cared for me. Mm-hmm. But only to find out from so many people, that's who she was to the men she was with at that time. Mm. And to find out how many men have been with her, it's insane, mm. it's insane. And I'm, I'm happy now to know, because if I would've known then, because even Tony Curtis, when we were doing Lepke, the movie Lepke, right. uh, he played Louis Buchholzer and I played Albert Anastasia. We were on that set for 100 years, it seemed like. <laughs> and uh, he was always telling me stories with her. And I know this guy's bisexual. So I'm saying it was a wow! This, thank God it was not during the AIDS thing. Mm-hmm. We were yes. all we were all had something, you know. And me being a germ freak, after leaving that hospital, but um, and I always had that thing in my mind because we, we didn't know what AIDS was, but we knew what syphilis was and all that. Okay.
1: And Capone died a tremendous, painful death of syphilis.
2: Really?
1: Oh yeah. Hey, you, know, you know he was only he was only 47 when he died. 48. Right? Yeah. 48. Yeah. But you knew that, Pat. That he yeah. Died, oh, yeah. Died of syphilis. I
2: did not know
1: that. Yeah. He was utilizing his own hookers back in the twenties, and it caught up with them constantly. For, yeah. for, 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 for syphilis to affect you that way, it's got to go through three stages over twenty or thirty years. Oh, yeah. and, and he was left untreated for all that time. He disregarded the rashes and all the other Ooh, symptoms fat that fat. you get. And once it infects your brain, you literally go crazy. You're yeah. a mad dog.
2: It can infect you that badly.
1: Oh my God! Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, it, it eats your brain away. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Take, a, take a, to get to the stage he's talking about. Pat, Pat's
0: talking Infested. about. You're talking about ten years Ooh. where it's festering in you. Ooh. You're getting so many warning signs, and it's only no, penicillin. It. Oh, yeah, penicillin cures it. Penicillin cures it
1: that's how easy a cure it was why
2: did he let that go so I, I,
1: who knows i mean well what? he says he was al capone he couldn't die No, uh, yeah, he
2: thought he was, he was invincible yeah. And, yeah
1: and 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 he died in his in his hacienda down down in, uh, on biscayne bay a drooling madman yeah Ooh, they let him out because they knew they couldn't do another room
0: and he couldn't yeah. do it any harm. that's tough
1: he was like in a wheelchair like ridiculous you know, uh, no no one really understands that when he took over the, uh, the Chicago outfit in, in uh, 1922 after Johnny Torrio got shot. He was 23 years old. He was running that whole ship at 23. Yeah. Mm. And you know, he, you know, Pat, he was originally from Brooklyn. I know, my father knew him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they, they he, would,
0: he went there. they lived on
1: the same block. Yeah.
0: Oh. No, a lot of people don't realize, cause you know, he's just, he's an icon of Chicago. Right. Yeah. and the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, there were so many things that, you know, moved them up.
1: The, how funny is when he did all this.
0: Yeah, and you know who was one of the greatest guys in the world, and I very rarely speak of him, I was with him until he died recently, is Yale Cohen. Oh, this, this was a, 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 that's what's so spooky about this guy. He was one of his enforcers in his teens. Yale Cohen then became recognized by by Tony Accardo, who also was a bodyguard for for Capone, and that's how he got the name Tony Batters. He only used baseball bats, and that's why when he wanted to send a message, like he did with the Spalatros, he made them kill those two guys with baseball that's- bats oh. and buried them alive.
2: Oh gosh!
0: Oh yeah, no, then Oh, this stuff is. This is not you know movies. This is Uh, real. This
2: is real life. (laughs) But Yale
0: Yale Cohen became a casino host in Vegas, and his wonderful wife Toby. They were my neighbors there, and you would think this guy was a rabbi, Mm -hmm. a big man. I mean, he was was a strong man, Mm -hmm. but Yale Cohen to me was a legend man and a gentleman, and I spent a lot of time with him. In fact, Eliza Minnelli got to know him. She used to call him Uncle Yale. <laughs> He's that kind of
1: guy, I mean, big jovial guy, but. I, you know, I did a lot of research on the mob, obviously, and I, I, I lived, lived the life amongst them. I've never heard that name. You never would. It was like trying to hear my name. Yeah. No, they kept certain guys,
0: like the doctor. Yeah. They, certain guys, they kept them in such a
1: level, but. He must have been very useful. Oh my God, amazing. Hmm. That's why they kept him alive. Uh, oh yeah, home.
0: that's why. I'll tell you how useful he mm-hmm. was, he got on the gaming license. He had no record of anything. <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was on the Stardust, hotels, gaming license. Is that amazing?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming he's no longer with us. No, he passed
0: about, Yale I would say died about five or six years ago. Must've been an old man. Oh yeah, he was an old man, living on a desert and golf course, Toby, I mean, I took all these people to, to Italy for the first time. It was so funny, Nick Donoffa. I mean, we had like 100 years of good behavior at the Vatican.
1: Nobody knew who these guys were. Who's the head of the Purple Gang in Detroit? Who's this Oh my gosh. But and we're concerned about what the second book is gonna have in it. Yeah, right? well, yeah, we're concerned. We gotta be concerned about the third and the fourth book. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Well, ho- hopefully our
0: listeners will make this book a success. Yes. And buy the book on March 12th when it launches. Mm-hmm. Actually, they can buy it now. Oh, yeah, you can buy it on Amazon now. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're less than two weeks out. I can't believe it. We, Pat and I have been having the longest pregn- pregnancy with this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what is it, two years? <laughs> yes, two <laughs> years. A, it it's really like the gestation of an elephant. Well, you know, we wanted it to, to have an impact. We wanted to release it at the right time. So we're releasing it on the day The Godfather was released 48 years ago. We're releasing it within the month that Mario Puzo launched his book in 1969, Call the Godfather. See, we wanted to get all those parallels and get all the publicity that goes with it, and it, it worked. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, certainly did. That's
2: great.
0: So, I mean, do we have anything to wrap up with? Do we have any emails yet? Anybody emailing us yet? No,
2: I haven't, I haven't seen any email questions just yet.
0: Maybe they're afraid of us. One guy got in touch with me. I saw that. And if he's listening, Mr. Robert Martin, who worked for me, where's your question and what was the most exciting thing you saw at State Street, my nightclub, while you were working for me? What did he do for (laughs) you? You know, I don't know if he was a waiter, a busboy, a bartender, but he wrote this elaborate email. Really? And, uh, oh, no, it was on Facebook, actually. Oh,
2: was it? He
1: listened to the podcast. Oh, that's great. And he was praising it and... You have to keep in mind we've only got one episode out there. Well t- two tonight. The word oh, has yeah, gotta yeah, get out. We're getting more emails than we can handle. Oh yeah.
2: Yes, that's true.
1: But um so any other questions, little girl?
2: Um, no, I don't think so.
1: She knows everything there is to know. She has no more questions.
2: <laughs> I'm well informed now.
1: We should be asking her some questions. Yeah. That'll go. Anyway, <laughs> that's uh where did the evening go? That's another 50 minutes uh, I know, of, that's of crazy. time that you'll never get back. That's crazy. It's so man. fun. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping all of you out
0: there are listening to this, enjoying it as much as we are. And uh, again, we're accessible by our emails. It's on our website, HollywoodGodfather.com. Hollywood Godfather
2: Podcast. Podcast, rather.
0: HollywoodGodfatherPodcast.com. We all have our own personal emails. You could send us personal emails private emails mm. we may share them may not we'll have some fun <laughs> with it and we're also
1: on Facebook you can reach us there Yeah. Yes. Instagram, Instagram
2: Hollywood Godfather podcast on Instagram as well you can look that up
1: perfect next week's show we're
0: going to announce it right now because we are a little taken by the um, 91st Academy Awards and so we're going to have a lot to say about that totally off the subject of mobs and violence
2: still hollywood
0: though oh, still it's hollywood. Oh, definitely hollywood yeah no but i said the name of the book is right my life in the mob and the movies yeah now here gonna, come the movies we're gonna, do we're gonna some talk movies. about the movies <laughs> we're gonna talk time. about the movies
1: <laughs> some really interesting things about the movies yeah, yeah. we're gonna compare and uh and, and and contrast the year that the godfather won in 73 to what's going on today and yeah i actually i actually used to watch the academy awards uh now, if I am if, if, if I have insomnia, that particular night, I will watch the Academy Awards <laughs> within 20 minutes, I'll yeah, be gone.
0: You know what I do, and I've, I've used it, and in, in fact, uh, Megan was here for this, we had a gentleman donate a lot of money to one of my favorite charities, the AAIB, who we, we take care of retired boxers, and also we have money left over, which we do each year. We give $10,000 scholarships to inner city kids. Oh, and, cool. and we had a gentleman here's this past Oscar. Yes. Brian Jacobs. And he donated ten thousand dollars for a scholarship if he could watch the Oscars with me. And we had a wonderful night. So I, I watch the Oscars. And the reason I do, I love them and I'm able to raise money with it for different charities. Works
1: <laughs> so it works great. for me. Works <laughs> yeah. for you, good reason. All right, folks. Uh, until we meet again. I close yeah. it out. Yeah. Good night, everybody.
0: Good night, day, everybody. By the sun, deep velvet nights.
2: Thank you for tuning in to the Hollywood Godfather podcast. Email Gianni Russo with your questions, comments, and for information regarding his motivational speaking appearances to gianni at hollywoodgodfatherpodcast.com. Email Patrick Picciarelli with your questions and comments to Patrick at and visit Amazon.com for a listing of books he has written. I'm Megan Hurran. I can be emailed at Megan at HollywoodGodfatherPodcast.com and would enjoy hearing from you. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. We'd like to know what you like about what we're doing, what you'd like to hear in the future, and anything else you might suggest to improve our podcast. But most importantly, hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week with stories of the mob and Hollywood, as well as answers to your emails. Good night.